Welcome back to Becoming Next on Scene, everybody. It is your host, Jackie Zuck. I am so excited to be here because today acknowledges my five-year anniversary in business. And if you knew me five years ago, I started my business in my guest room closet. It started with a podcast that I learned how to do off YouTube before podcasting was a thing. Totally self-starter. Um, love that so much. And I five years later, like looking back on my past, I'm just so grateful that I didn't give up. Um, because since, since then I've met so many amazing people and it has really set me up for the place I'm in today. So, um, just wanted to come on and share that you can start in your guest room closet and create success. Okay. That's all I have to say. (laughs) But anyway, outside of that, um, this episode is so exciting, so filled with so many amazing, amazing, talented individuals. So I will definitely be sharing more about that in a little bit. But in the meantime, I do want to tell you more about the Sun Wine and Food Festival and why you definitely want to explore it for next year. So it is a three-day weekend, and each day they have multiple activities that go on from chef tastings, live cooking segments where you can sit and watch them cook like you're watching the Food Network, but it's live on site. Um, And it's all celebrity chefs, well-renowned chefs throughout the globe. Um, so it was really, really cool. So fun. They also have so many different vendors that are there showcasing clothing, jewelry, wines. There were so many amazing wines there. So many delicious tastings. Um, and each event brought something different to the table, which was so cool. And they also support charity throughout the whole weekend. So I think that that's just amazing. And I think you guys definitely need to check it out for future reference. So before we start the episode, of course, I want to start with some words of wisdom to start your day or, you know, close your night out. So my words of wisdom today are do what's best for you and you will be surrounded by the right people and opportunities for your life. And that could not be more true to where I started to where I am now and I couldn't be more honored to have met Heather, Anna, and Nick from the amazing Mohegan Sun and that all stemmed from Miss America when I went in December and then of course everything comes full circle. I really got to hang out with one-on-one with Camille Schreier uh, which was so awesome and I'm so excited to feature her in the upcoming magazine on this podcast and also the amazing chefs that I'll be interviewing too will also be in my upcoming magazine all about Mohegan Sun so Mohegan Sun is where it's at my friends so can't wait for you to listen stay tuned for who's next on scene The ups, the downs, and all the in-between. What it takes to become next on scene. Are you next? Follow us at Next On Scene. All right, guys. We are officially at the Sun Wine and Food Festival at Mohegan Sun. And I brought my wing bestie. Andrew Delory. What's up, Next On Scene community? What's up, community? We are here. This is so amazing. There are hundreds of vendors right now, all walks of life, food, wine, all that good stuff. We have some amazing interviews coming your way. We're covering it in the magazine. Andrew, what's your take on everything thus far? This has been an awesome event. Whole weekend run into this so far. It's going to get packed today. We're going to watch some all-star chefs. Like, I'm excited to have you interview Todd English and Chef Ralph from Tao tonight. Uh, we're going to get some great content this weekend. Yeah, and then we also had an awesome one-on-one last night with um, Camille Schreier, Miss America 2.0. So we'll definitely incorporate that, too, into the podcast, into the magazine, Just keep following all things next on scene and stay tuned for what's next on scene. 
All right, guys. So we're so excited to start the interview segments with you all. So first up, I am so excited to share that I interviewed the fantastic chef Todd English. If you are not familiar with him, he's a restaurateur. He's a celebrity chef. He's a writer. He also, um, if you are local to Massachusetts, he owns an awesome restaurant called Figs. And um, he owns a restaurant called Tuscany in Mohegan Sun, which honestly is so funny how it aligned that I went there unintentionally recommended by um, the marketing girls, uh, Anna and Heather, prior to getting this gig with Mohegan Sun. And then I got to interview him and talk all about like his food and all of the fun things that he's doing. So Tuscany is an incredible Italian restaurant. I remember the veal meatballs they were like to die for. So um Definitely, definitely so excited to share this interview with you. We learned some fun facts about him at the um, Sun Wine and Food Festival. He did a live tasting teaching us all about Wagyu beef and how it's actually healthier for you than turkey and has less cholesterol. And you're just like, what? Does this make sense? It's crazy. So we talk a little bit about that and what was really cool, cool takeaway before we close out and bring Todd on. Um, He cooked, so he did a live segment of cooking. He was the first one to go on. And then he made this whole dish and then he gifted it to somebody to eat the wagyu beef steak i was just like oh my god this is amazing to get a celebrity chef dish live on site like no big deal so it was really cool i'm so excited to have ton on have him share about his inspirations how he got started some fun facts so uh maybe some big chef fails and all that good stuff so stay tuned all right guys welcome back to next on scene i am here with the amazing todd english todd how are you today i'm I'm, I'm great i'm finally waking up you know it was right and early morning for me they usually have me on at three o'clock and it was noon today i'm like what that's well you did a great job you woke up the crowd i can tell you that much um learned a lot of facts about wagyu beef by the way yeah you know it's really interesting you know And, and it's one of these things you think oh it's loaded in fat but it's actually really good for you and um, there are those good fats that we, you know, we as humans need in our bodies and our metabolisms to really help us, you know, in our diet and our process all the things that we need. So, um, you know, that's what I really am looking for in these day, in this day and age. You know, so brain food. Cool. Brain yeah, food, you know? and I couldn't believe like less than turkey. Less, I was like mind blown. Mind it's, it's blown shocking, by those statistics. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and a lot, like half. Yeah, like more than half. Yeah. You know? I took so. a picture, so I have it for reference now. <laughs> yeah. By the way. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so tell me what inspired you to become a chef. I'm so fascinated. You know, it was just, it was something that I, even as a kid, I loved. You know, my mother tells a story when I was like seven years old, I asked her for an ice cream machine. And I love I mean, ice cream, by the way. I, <laughs> still today, yeah. is there anything better than ice cream? No. Right. So, uh, in fact, we're doing a black truffle ice cream tonight. No. Go, yeah. Okay, I'm coming over. Yeah, you have to go try it out. Yeah, so with, with the CVB, which is another interesting thing we should talk about. Totally. I just kind of always loved it. And, you know, and I think um, I was very fortunate. I, I got into some good situations when I was sort of in high school and a kid when it wasn't really cool to be a chef. You know, now there's other ways of facilitating that. You know, young kids can watch the Food Network and watch. Totally. You know, get more exposure. More inspiration. Right? more exposure but you know I was like sort of you know in the dark ages and there was really no exposure especially for young American kids now European kids had always done this to much you know to a much younger age well their lifestyles totally different very much so and so you you know they would start apprenticing at 15 etc etc and I I, you know I kind of did that but sort of you know in in a way that was kind of unorthodox in the sense of becoming a traditional chef um, and then later on went to culinary school and kind of, you know, as... Went from there, basically. Yeah, and as the culinary world grew up in the States very rapidly and very fast and caught up very quickly around the world, and, you know, you know that, that obviously has uh, expanded my world and, and what I do even bigger now. I love it. What was yep. your biggest cooking fail ever? 
<laughs> That's always a good question. <laughs> uh, well, let's see. Um, I, what was my? You know, um, there's been many. <laughs> That's <laughs> I get part of experience and growing. I, right? Well, I yeah. think you learn more from your mistakes, and right. you, you know, and so I think you kind of, you know, I remember once I was doing a big party, and I decided I wanted to do um, uh, multiple courses and then souffles at the end, and. Um, we did pretty well with the multiple courses, but the souffles didn't come out. <laughs> the souffle was a fail. <laughs> and the souffle was a fail. Yeah. yeah so, uh, yeah. But, so you know, awesome. But, you know, they still tasted good. So. <laughs> Listen, to own the mistakes is how you grow, right? That's it. So that's, you got, that's you got my to own biggest takeaway. Yeah. Okay. So if you had two people that could sit at a dinner table with you, who would they be and why? Yeah. I get that question, you know. I mean, look, I, I look at, like, I'm a big history buff, so I'd like to look at food and how it was how it evolved and and how and the people that made it evolve uh or, or were part of it so uh, someone like um uh, Escoffier, you know would be someone i would love to sit with and totally. just sort of hit, understand like his journey because i was a big student of of reading his books and about sauces etc so you know Escoffier being one of the founding fathers of french cuisine you know the modern french cooking is who that is um you know and someone that really i think i found fa i found fascinating that really um, was a big proponent of cuisine in this country, which a lot of people don't realize. It was Thomas Jefferson. And, um, uh, and he brought over wines, and he would go to France and, and bring things over and brought olives here and grew them in Virginia. And, Who knew? Fun yeah. fact of the day. So it's kind of interesting, you know, the fact that, you know, something that would be... But, there, I mean, there's so many. That's just two of the many. And then if I went even further back in history, it would be, you know... Julius Caesar or people like that, that, you know, that kind of thing. Yep. So just to understand, like, what the world was like then. Well, because it was totally different then, uh, right? Yeah. So, so. It's in a lot of ways similar, but in a lot of ways very different. <laughs> yeah. So I'm from Boston, too, yeah. by the way. Yeah. So love that you have figs yeah. in yeah. Charlestown. Yeah. So tell us, first of all, like, what inspired figs? Because uh, we're local. So I have to showcase that a little <laughs> bit for my audience. Well, you know, I had kids. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that's what happened. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. uh, where do we take our kids to eat? And then I was, when I was working in Italy, there was one place, because I was, you know, you poor cook and you didn't make any money. And mm. when I had a day off, a lot of us would go to this little pizzeria on the top of a hill. And, and this is in uh, just outside of uh, Bologna. Uh, and um, and it was just, I remember this being a magical place. It was an outdoor wood-burning oven, and the family was so wonderful, and it was just generous, beautiful pizzas and beautiful pastas and beautiful people, and we always had a good time. And I remember, yes, sopa, here we go. Oh, but isn't that a Greek thing, though? <laughs> I feel like it's a Greek. Yeah, yeah, so it was fun. It was yeah. really fun. And that, so that was my inspiration uh, for figs, was to bring that kind of feeling around food and my kids, et cetera. So that was really what we loved. So, it was so great. awesome. Well, yeah. it's like next to us. I reside in Everett, so I'm yeah. like right there. Perfect. So awesome. Well, Perfect. you are amazing. Thank, Thank you. you so much for your time. I also got your oh. air fryer book, oh, which I'm so excited to use. That's so, a fun way to cook. Todd, how can people follow you on social media? Uh, I, my IG is at, at Chef Todd English. Love it. Yeah. Follow Chef. Yeah. Thank you so much. You are awesome. Who is next? We have the fabulous Ralph Scalmaradella. Ralph, I apologize if I pronounced it wrong. Chef Ralph is amazing. Um, so we had so much fun. We had a Brooklyn discussion connection. My family's originally from Brooklyn, New York, and I'm an original New Yorker. So, like, we bonded over that prior to our conversation. 
Um, and he, he grew up right around where my grandmother grew up, which was so cool. It's so funny how everybody's like six degrees of separation, right? So funny. Um, Ralph, by the way, um, it was Our Lady of Angels uh, where my grandmother used to teach. So when you hear this, just wanted to let you know. So why did we interview Chef Ralph? Chef Ralph is one of the founding partners of Tao um, and Lavo, which are based not only in New York, but Las Vegas. And they are two restaurants there. Tao is more the Asian fusion type of setting and Lavo is Italian. Um, they have an Lavo Italian restaurant in New York. They have a Tao downtown and uptown in New York. They also have the Vegas ones um, in the Venetian at Tao Beach and in the Palazzo. As you can see, they're everywhere doing really cool stuff. So we are so excited that Tao's coming to Mohegan Sun and we had the absolute opportunity to get an exclusive to learn all about him and what is coming for Mohegan Sun. So stay tuned for the fabulous Chef Ralph. Welcome back to Becoming Next on Scenes podcast, everybody. I am so honored to be here with Chef Ralph today, who is one of the founding partners of Tao. And Chef Ralph, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you very so much. So happy uh, to glad have to be you. Here. Glad, yeah. Happy to be here at Mohegan Sun and uh, excited to be opening a Tao here in Mohegan Sun. I know. And I have to tell you, Tao plays a really special place in my heart because it was the last restaurant I ate at before I moved to Boston. Really? Yeah. Okay. The fortune cookie good dessert. Great experience. Excellent. And the Excellent. fortune cookie dessert is my absolute favorite, Very by nice. the way. Well, you can come Absolutely. again. You can. It'll be the first Rush Tao in in uh, Connecticut. I know. It would be honored to have you. So awesome. Okay, so tell me what inspired you to become a chef. Uh, you know, I had just worked in restaurants uh, growing up back in the day when you could get a job when you were 13 and 14 years old. Nobody seems to work anymore until like 21, but I had worked as a, a busboy and a waiter, and I started working in uh, Italian restaurants, and one of the chefs took a liking to me and just encouraged me to, to go into that field. I kind of had a knack for it. I enjoyed it. I liked it. I really started to have a passion, and when I graduated high school, I went to uh, New York City Community College, Hotel and Restaurant Management. So cool. And then how Back did Tao come about, by the way? No. <laughs> 1978. Long, <laughs> long time ago. That would be a long time coming. <laughs> totally fine. So how did Tao come about? Uh, the original partners, Mark and Rich, uh, Rich Wolf, I had worked with him in another restaurant. I was chef partner in a different group. I had left that group. And they were expanding. They asked me to come over and, and help with their expansion. That was in 2007. So, so awesome. And what inspired the expansion to come to Connecticut? Uh, we, we, you know, we've done a lot of business with Mohegan Sun, and they're great people and great partners. And it just worked out for us. It worked out for them. We're trying to bring a – they were looking for a marquee brand, and we're always looking for great partners, and it was just a great match. So cool. Okay, I have a fun question to ask okay. you. What was your biggest chef fail? My biggest chef fail as a chef, because <laughs> I got a lot of. Uh, <laughs> well, I think career-wise or chef-wise, I think some of uh, my biggest fail. Hmm, I don't have any fails, but I, I think in just taking the wrong position sometimes, and thinking that you want to do something, it's uh, very difficult to move up. And then sometimes I took a position as a chef that I really wasn't ready for. And it was a disaster. I took a step back, uh, took a, some time off, and it worked out much better. Growing for pains, right? Growing pains. Yeah, love that. That was my biggest foul. I mean, so it's not like I burned the chicken, but there are times <laughs> I like overcooked a, a case of pheasant that was for a party, and it was like, oh, my God, it was a disaster. We forgot it in the oven. There have been many times where you just, like, something got overcooked, burnt, uh, lost, 
it's crazy. But well, it's all part of the experience, Part right? of the experience, yeah. yes. So if you could only eat one dish for the rest of your life, what would it be? Uh, and you why? Know, uh, that's a tough question. But I know. <laughs> <laughs> you, could make, well, you could probably make anything eatable. I could make. You know, one of my favorite things always growing up <laughs> yeah. was pizza. I love, like, the the... It sounds simple, but when you make the dough, you make something that's alive and growing. You have to nurture it, and you have to know how to handle it, and you just have to know how the particular oven, the particular mixture of the dough and the ingredients. I just really spent a lot of time in Sicily over the summer. Love Italy. I went on vacation and um, had pizza everywhere, everywhere. So it's one of my favorite foods, and my kids love it. So Yeah, <laughs> I can Keep attest. Everything. I love pizza, too, for sure. Yeah, what do you see are some food trends for 2020? Uh, you know, th there's a lot of uh, vegan, a lot of vegetable. I'm not a big fan of the Impossible Burger, and there's, but I do see people like it. I think it, you have to put stuff in it to make it look and behave like meat. If you want to eat vegetables, you should just eat vegetables. And just eating cleaner and healthier and less processed foods is mm -hmm. really a trend for 2020. I can totally see that. Okay, last question. If you could have dinner with two people at your table, who would they be and why? Hmm, two people. Well, f my wife, because uh, we don't really spend a lot of time together. She works, I work, so we're really never having dinner together ever. And uh, my mother, who passed away in 1991, who really never got to see me be part of just, I was just working. And uh, as my career blossomed and I became a partner and, and grew in the business, she had uh, passed away long before that. So it would give me a so chance nice. to reminisce and show her. She would still complain it. about something, I'm sure, <laughs> but. <laughs> hey, that's part, of, that's part of the Brooklyn yes, way, right? That's it. Oh, <laughs> so God forbid you say something nice. <laughs> so awesome. Well, yeah. thank you so much for your time. Thank you. How can people follow you on social media? Uh, my Instagram is Chef Ralph Tao, and uh, that's all I use. I don't really use Facebook that much. That's perfect. And I have a Twitter account, which, uh, what is my Twitter account? Chef Ralph Tell. You can find it all that on that. Well, thank you so much. Well, I'm an so Instagram much. guy. Okay. Instagram so guy. Instagram is where it's at, everybody. Yes. Well, thank you so much, thank Chef you. Ralph. Thanks Appreciate so much, everybody. It. Our last fabulous celebrity chef we get to interview is the talented Chef Ben Robinson. Um, if you don't know Chef Ben, he has been featured on several seasons of Bravo's hit series Below Deck, which is a reality series profiles a group who works aboard mega yachts that sail the Caribbean and the Mediterranean. And he has also a successful catering business, which he travels all over the world creating culinary masterpieces. He's available for private events, private instruction, and guest appearances as well. So we had so much fun getting to know him. We have some laughs. And uh, if you are a Below Deck fan on Bravo... This is one episode of the segment not to miss. So stay tuned for Ben. All right, guys. I am here with Ben Robinson, the amazing chef from Below Deck. Hi, Ben. How are you? Hey, very well. Thanks for having me. So happy to have you. Such a fan of Bravo. I want to ask you five quick questions because I know um, you're on a time strain. Absolutely. So, um, so tell me, you know, with so much traveling that you do for cooking, like how do you balance work and life balance in general? I don't, I don't think you do, actually. I just think you just kind of take it one day at a time and enjoy everything that life throws your way, you know? And I just think that becomes your lifestyle. Totally. Um, obviously, when I'm at home, there are various people that I would love to see, and I do see. I've got some family there, and I try and spend time the holidays, a little bit of the summer with my family on Cape Cod. Um, I think love that's Cape really Cod. important. Yeah. Awesome. But, um, yeah, I, I don't think you do. I just think you just roll with it. Yeah, well, I'm from Boston. Fun oh. question for you. Um, biggest chef fail? Big fail? Yep, biggest failure as a chef thus far. 
Wow, that is an interesting. I, once, okay, so I was down south. I was in, I was in the Bahamas, and um, and I served raw lobster accidentally, <laughs> and it's because I'm used to the the Boston uh, Maine lobsters, and uh, they're very dense. The spinies down there, and I just screwed up the cooking time and. Hey, that I mean, happens as twi- part of the growing. I was twenty-two. Yeah. So, you know. But uh, yeah, that was that was terrible. I thought I just remember wearing my chef jacket and thinking I don't even deserve to be wearing this thing. Well, look where you are now, though, right? Yeah, we're we're doing all right, but I still I still take temperature on the lobster to this day. Because <laughs> you don't want that to happen again. That's amazing. So, where is your next destination? Where are you traveling to next? Um, and you're cooking. I'm going home tomorrow, and then I've got a gig in Denver. Awesome. Pretty soon, private party. But um, I'm I'm gonna be I'm I'm going down to Florida. We've been really busy. I've just come from New York. I shot with the Food Network. Then I went straight back uh, home. Not even for an evening. Then I was in the Bahamas three days there. Came back, gig in Miami, and I came in yesterday to Mohegan's, Connecticut. Doing it all, man. Yeah, so figuring uh, it out. <laughs> I just started a little pizza franchise, so I've got to do um, food development when I get back. So I've got like a couple weeks. That's really rare for me. So we've locked off the schedule and That's hopefully good. we'll be able to make something good. That, I hope that for yeah. you too. Yeah, we're okay. throwing a party for the focus, gr- focus group. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. See. What's your yeah. pizza? <laughs> <laughs> it's What's really tough to give away free pizza. You know? <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite dish for you personally? Me? I, I, love, I love all the expensive things. So I love Wagyu steak. Um, I love truffles. I love caviar. I love lobster. I love stone crabs. I like like all the all the good love stuff. It all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all the, the good stuff. All the expensive stuff. <laughs> well, you figure. I mean, I'm that's really good taste. Really that's good. That's why taste. I became a yacht chef because yeah. I didn't have a budget and I right. could steal all the clients' food. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Oh my god, you're so awesome. Okay, final question. Um, oh, if you could only eat one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be and why? Well, that's just ridiculous because you're gonna get. Well, so you're you can I feel like, it. but you could also get creative because you're a chef, right? So you can make well, anything you, edible. What do you I guess. mean? Okay, just give me an example. Like, does it have to be literally one ingredient? Oh, or see, this is the chef thought process. I don't. <laughs> true. I don't think about the details. Like, I'm not like me. I would say pizza or something. Like, okay, I would but then are you allowed anything on the pizza? Good point. Good point. Yeah. Yep. yep. So you okay, are? if you if you could pick a meal, then one meal to eat, what would it be and why? And and it, um, gosh, uh, well, I love lobster, <laughs> as I said. So, but I so think now I'd, you never under. I think anymore. I'd get bored <laughs> with it. I can see that. I think pizza's a great answer. Right, and, uh, you yeah, can get creative yeah, with that. I think, yeah, I I think pizza for sure. You okay, might, high I five, might blow I up. That. I think you killed it. Leaving oh. me hanging there. Okay, good. <laughs> Thank you so much, All Ben. Right. You're awesome. You take care. Thanks so for having me. Appreciate it. All right, like that wasn't fun. How hysterical is Ben? So you can follow Ben on social media at on Instagram at Benstagram. So definitely be sure to give him a follow and give all of our amazing guests that came on to our podcast a shout out and a follow. This was such an incredible opportunity to be a part of the Mohegan Sun um, team for the weekend. It was so much fun. They are so amazing. Be sure to give all of Mohegan Sun shout outs on social media and Novell Mohegan. That's the newest club they have there. There were a lot of really really fun events that took place there also so definitely be sure to do that um and I just want to close out and say that I am so grateful for where this podcast started five years ago to now 
and I couldn't be more grateful for where what is to come of this podcast. Um, this one woman show is no longer becoming a one woman show. I have two interns. It's so exciting. So yeah, just wanted to be real here and share that with you because I think there's nothing more special than being true to who you are. And I have to say all the celebrities I met this past weekend and even people that worked with the celebrities and everybody, everybody is just so real to the core. And I think there's nothing that's more special than never forgetting where you came from so as you grow just never forget where you came from because that is all a part of who you are and what you continue to share as you grow so that is my inspiration for the day I really hope you guys enjoyed this interview series I have a couple events coming up I'm going to be covering as well over the next couple of months we have some exciting podcasts coming on the horizon the next one we will definitely be airing we'll be covering all things Miss America we never fully did a podcast airing that and I also got an exclusive interview audio with Camille so I will definitely have that up and running for sure next after this show and our next guests include the amazing Allie Joy she's an incredible realtor we also have Gigi Diaz who is an awesome woman entrepreneur in Miami she is starting a incredible women's group down there empowering Latina entrepreneurs um, she also is on iHeartRadio and um, on radio down there too that you'll be able to find me on her show coming up too so a lot of really exciting things going on so i'm so excited to share all that with you and stay tuned for who and what is next on scene the ups the downs and all the in-between what it takes to become next on scene are you next follow us at next on scene